Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I've got a really delightful guest. His name is Bob Conlin. He's a professional certified coach. He's one or one of us, I suppose, a few of his niches is specifically around relationships. Um, and he's all the way from Chicago. So I'm assuming for you there, Rob, it's, it's the morning time. Yeah, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. <laughs> it's 5 p.m. here in Spain. So it's lovely to have you on. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And I'm really looking forward to this episode because um, it's a subject quite dear to my heart, and that is building a relationship with yourself. Yes. Yeah. So just before we get into that, uh, what I'd really love to um, have you share with my audience is what actually led to you getting into this industry and get you, I suppose, specifically interested in relationships? Sure. Well, um, my, I think my journey started by the way of kind of like last resorts. I was at a moment in my life where I had, you know, I had achieved all the things that, you know, one would want to experience happiness in their life. I had a wonderful career in healthcare. I had uh, you know, power. I had a title. I had a great salary. I had a wonderful relationship with a woman. I had a car. I had a house. You know, I had all the cash and prizes that one could want in life. And you know, I find myself coming home after after a day of work and missing something, and I didn't know what it was. And I kept trying to figure that out and do things and experience different things in life. And I still had this. What I've come to know now is just this realist lack of fulfillment. And no matter what I did, I was still experiencing like that something was missing. And I ended up uh, kind of unintentionally, excuse me, meeting a coach. And I didn't even know what coaching was at that time. And frankly, it sounded like a little, you know, kind of hokey. And a bit woo woo. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, what? A life coach? And I ended up working with this gentleman for about four months, and my entire life had changed. It had like transformed and certainly like the external circumstances changed. I ended up getting a large promotion at work and the relationship I was in, um, we became very clear that we weren't actually the right people for each other. And Mm -hmm. it was the most loving uh, ending of a relationship that we each of us ever experienced. I ended up taking on my health care with myself and I you know, lost a bunch of weight and my whole life just started to change on the outside. But more importantly, what happened on the inside was I started to know more of me uh, and that that may sound a little hokey, too, but I started developing this relationship with myself that had such a profound impact on my fulfillment, on the clarity of what I actually wanted to be experiencing in my life and you know, who I wanted to be experiencing that with. And that actually led me to 
the the experience I had working with a coach was so profound that it actually led me to wanting to become a coach myself. So I had a 20 year, very successful career in healthcare, which I basically left to, to, to pursue this work full time. And one of the coolest things about, you know, what I get to do is with my clients is support them in their own journey of self-discovery, but it also requires me to continue that journey within myself. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been four years since I found the work in every sense of the experience of my life is changed and transformed. I'm like super grateful for this work. And like I said, it all started with understanding and getting to know all of me, like what was really going on inside me? Like what were my actual needs, wants, desires? You know, where were the places I would get stuck and stopped? And like what ultimately too, like what was the support I needed to experience the life that I wanted? Wow. So that's kind of how I found coaching, how I found the self-development work and how I ended up on your podcast here today, Lynn. <laughs> that's great. So what, yeah. I, what I think would be valuable for the listeners and the audience to, to know is, um, I suppose, what advice do you start off with when you first meet a potential client in terms of starting them on that path to building a relationship with themselves? Yeah, sure. So there's, I mean, typically when I start with a new client, they're usually in one one place, right? They're kind of at that place where I was. There's, they're ready for a change and they don't know exactly how or what to get there. So they've, they've tried all the things that they know how to do, right? They've mm-hmm. talked to all the people they know how to talk to and you know, very oftentimes they've never actually worked with a coach before. And it's just a very different conversation. And most people find me in this place of like, I don't know what else to do. Right. And there may not necessarily be like problems, but they know that there's something more for them to achieve. Yes. Now, certainly some, some folks come with, with problems. They might be in a breakdown in their relationship or in their leadership with their career or, with how they're holding themselves and we'll certainly address that. But really coaching is really focused on a result. Like what is the result that you want in life, in relationships, in career, in again, the relationship with yourself. And more importantly, like kind of the work that I get to do is like, who would you need to be? What's the relationship you need to have with yourself to go create that result? And that's where all the good, that's where all the good stuff is. That's where kind of the meat of the work is, is really uncovering and discovering, hey, how are you getting in your own way here in your life? Could you give us an example of a case study to share? Yeah, sure. So I had, um, I had a woman who I worked with for about eight months. I typically work with folks anywhere, I'd say probably six to 12 months. And she actually hired me to help her work on romantic relationship. She's, you know, super successful. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had all the cash and prizes and was having a very hard time finding a partner that actually matched like what she wanted in, in her romantic relationship. And typically what happens when people hire me for whatever reason, right? So it becomes like, 
hey, I want help with I want help with dating or I want help with my job. I want to find a new job uh, or I, you know I want to get in better shape. Like it ultimately comes down to this conversation of self-discovery and, and ultimately self-love. Like how would you need to love yourself in a way that makes a difference? So uh, this woman and I started working together and the first month or so is really kind of like setting the foundation of this self-discovery, right? So we look at how, how people see you at your highest and best. Very often times when we are doing a self-evaluation, we go immediately to the critical or the judgmental parts of us, right? That we're not, we're not doing it enough. We're not doing it good enough. We're not right. We're not smart. We're not pretty, like whatever it is. Yeah. And we actually, since we are such bad <laughs> assessors of our highest and best, we actually go out into our relationships, into our communities, and we actually ask people, who are we? Who are we to you? Who are we? How do you see us when we're at our highest and best? <laughs> and it starts a, a new type of awareness. We do some, some work on life purpose. You know, so why are you here? What is your calling in life? And then finally, too, is, is really getting very responsible for that critical judgmental piece of us. So that's, that's basically the foundation of the work. So we, we know who we are at our highest and best. We know why we're here uh, using like the compass or the North Star of our life's purpose. Mm -hmm. And we also keep responsible for how we may be holding ourselves back or have this critical judgmental conversation internally. So that's kind of like the foundation and this woman she when she got exposed to kind of that foundation like her mind started like blowing her heart started opening and she started you know attracting the men that she wanted in her life she started having a more empowered relationship with herself where she was taking better care of herself she was exercising eating the way that she really wanted to and then totally unexpected she ended up <clears throat> going for this really high position in her company and she got it and ended up getting like a twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 raise on top of it. So it was like, wow. she hired me because she was having a bad time dating Yeah, and by getting her connected to her power, getting connect, getting her connected to her highest and best, her life's purpose. Why is she here? And then having her get responsible for that critical judgmental voice mm. that so many of us have and so often listen to, she was able to create results that she would have never guessed she would have created. And one of the coolest things um, that she said when we were wrapping up, she's like, I know I hired you to date, but like, it doesn't even really matter now. She's like, this relationship I have with myself is really the foundation to everything I want to create what's next. I think that's what most people actually do discover when they start working with us experts is that, you know what, let's just enjoy myself you know and and, right. and you know there's nothing wrong with being single and you know if you're living at your highest best level uh, you know attracting a partner is just the icing on the cake to an already great life isn't it right and it that almost comes naturally then too yes <laughs> you know, like when um you know when we're out in the world fully expressed and fully you know committed to who we are and what we want and you know, our, our love of ourselves, like everything else kind of just gets attracted, attracted to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it just goes to show what we think we want isn't necessarily 
what we what we end up with or or what we actually realize we do want in the end. <laughs> right, right. And like all those, you know, all those cliches that you hear, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them are true. Like, you know, build it and they will come. You know, how can you love your, you know, how can you love anyone else if you don't love yourself first? Like there's a lot of, you know, weight and meat to that. You know, I think that we, we kind of tend to brush that stuff off as hokey as well, but you know, there really is a lot of substance to it. When, when you take on yourself you know, unabashedly and dive right in and really uncover and discover all of you, like the rest follows. I've se- I see it all the time in my clients. And, and that, that can be quite a challenging process for a lot of our clients to go through, can't it? Because, you know, I, I, you know, I can remember going through this exercise myself, you know, and, and really finding it quite challenging to look in the mirror and think, wow, you're looking amazing today, you beautiful woman. You know? <laughs> and actually, initially believing that to be true. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not work for the faint of heart. That's for sure. <laughs> the, um, you know, I typically tell all my, you know, all the folks that I work with, you know, the first month's going to be great. You're going to get all this new awareness. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, it's going to feel like a new conversation. You're going to feel alive. And then month two and three come around. And that's when you really start to face your stuff. You get confronted with all your stops and you realize that, you know, if I actually want to make a change here, I'm going to have to make some likely uncomfortable decisions, you know, and for, you know, in my, in my experience, in my own story, one of those uncomfortable decisions was to end a relationship I was in for seven years. Mm. And, you know, it was, it was scary. It was, it would have been much easier to not go and have that conversation, but that making those difficult and scary decisions and being, moving through the stuff you get confronted with on the other side of all that fear and, um, unknown is actually where all the new possibility, all the new results that you actually want live. And, um, you know, it's, it's very often the thing that we don't like, we hate, <laughs> we hate moving through that discomfort, but it's really in service of the experience of life that you want. And I mean, you think of how many people are in relationships that are unfulfilling or how many people are in careers that, you know, are unfulfilling. It's like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, what's the dream life you want? What's, if you could be getting paid for your passion, what would you be doing in your career? Mm. What would you be doing in your leadership? You know, if you were fully expressed in a loving relationship with a, a partner, what would that look like? You know, how would you be holding yourself? What's the conversation you have with yourself? So all of that stuff is like on the other side of fear and discomfort and unknown and, you know, very oftentimes that's when people, you know, I usually say like around month two or three, that's when people like kind of want to quit. And I always tell them that I'm like, you're going to want to fire me or you're going to want to quit at month two or three. And it's totally normal. (laughs) Yeah. My invitation is to stay in the conversation as uncomfortable as it is, stay in the conversation. Cause after that, that's, you know, that's when like the miracles happen. That's when all the magic shows up. That's right. That's where all the personal growth happens. And without being open-minded, at least to stepping outside your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. You're going to stay stuck. And and then you're going to feel like you just mentioned that, you know, your life is unfulfilling or, or feel like something's missing. Uh, and that's not, you know, who we're meant to be on this planet, is it? You know, right. we're meant to live up to our full potential. Right. 
and once once we lean into that or choose that or start to move towards that full potential that full expression i don't i don't know it's not coaching i don't know what it is but stuff starts to show up like experiences and opportunities start to show up in life mm-hmm. when you really take it on i call it like the woo woo <laughs> or the magic or whatever but um you know it's it's like once you choose you and once you're all in and once you're committed to yourself life starts to show up for you in ways that can are unexpected and unpredictable that's so true you know my personal experience is that you know um your sole purpose is to recognize the the amazing person that you are and 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 that's what your your soul is actually waiting for you to do it's to discover you know the love that's there and and that can override any sort of fear and and choose to live through the eyes of love not fear and you know fully embrace any sort of challenge as an opportunity you know to learn something it might be you know difficult and and a struggle at times to um you know wonder why you're actually experiencing this awful challenge but you know once you're through the other side you can see the gifts of that challenge Yep, yep. And certainly, you know, such a lot of learning um, that that we can carry forward from any struggle or or challenge that we've had to confront. And I don't personally feel we're ever given any sort of challenge, even if it's really traumatic, unless we're capable of coping with it and coming through the other side even more wiser for the experience. Totally. And, you know, I think, you know, we can choose... You know, I've heard a saying, like, regardless of what situation you're in, you still have a choice in how you can react to it. Now, that doesn't, or how you can relate to it, like, that doesn't let anyone off the hook or, you know, the experience that whatever it is has happened or will happen or could happen to you. But it's it's really like understanding, you know, what is it driving up in you? What is the trigger in you that you can actually begin to start to take a look at and to develop the relationship with it and with yourself and use it as like a learning experience, use it as an opportunity for growth and growth and comfort very rarely ever exist together. So regardless of what, you know, what it is or what has happened, you know, it's still an opportunity to grow and learn and explore and you know take on some work whether it's healing or coaching or um, some other you know support modality there's there's usually an opportunity even in even in like the dire of situations definitely even at our darkest points you know it can be horrendous to actually go through but once we're through the other side you know there's we don't we don't uh, have to choose staying in a victim mentality. We can choose to, you know what, you know, I'm a, I've been a survivor of this. I've overcome this, and I'm going to learn and grow from it and share the wisdom, of, you know, of of that experience. Yeah, and that's that's one of the very early um, kind of distinctions I walk my clients through too. Is you know, are we a victim in our life? Right? Are we a victim to circumstances or situations or things? Um, or can we, can we be responsible in a way, right? Can, can, instead of life happening to us or relationships happening to us or, 
you know, having this victim mentality, can we be responsible and be a cause and be like the conductor of our life? And again, it doesn't let anyone off the hook for what has happened to you. But if you're able to shift kind of the mind, the mindset around how life has happened to you and switch it up to how I'm happening to life, how I'm creating it, how I'm responsible for my experience of life. I'm responsible for the relationship I have with myself. Um, again, like there's a dramatic shift in the amount of power and possibility and uh, you know, what's available to you in life when you really take, take yourself on and, and take the responsibility route. Yeah, because if we're not taking responsibility, what we're normally doing instead is is laying blame or justifying, aren't we? Making excuses for why things are as bad as they are. Oh yes, I mean I was an expert at that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I was you know I was like I was just a victim of circumstance everywhere, and you know where that showed up a lot was you know in my romantic relationships. It was you know I had just a, a lifetime of just heartbreak and you know, of, of relationships that just failed and failed and failed. And the common thread in all that was me. Mm. And when I was taking on my early self-development work, it was, you know, it was really an invitation to look at that common thread and, you know, what is it in me that has these relationships and the same way. And, you know, the thing, the thing for me was what I also came down to was, was like a needs-based conversation. Like I had, I had needs inside of a relationship like anyone does Mm. to be loved, cared for, honored, respected, nurtured, um, partnered, right? Having a partner and the needs that I had weren't getting addressed primarily because I didn't know how to communicate them. So it was like a total trap. Like I had these needs, didn't communicate them and then blamed my partner for not showing up and helping me get them met. Not that it was their full responsibility, but it was, you know, it was just, it was like complete self-sabotage <laughs> and, you know, in highest level, it was just me predicting the future. Like if I, if I could predict the failure of this relationship, that was more comfortable than not, than like not knowing what was next. Like I knew the relationship was going to end in some way and in some weird kind of victimy you know, a uh, small way that was more comfortable than, you know, hey, what if this is the relationship? You know, that that's more unknown. That's scary. That's out of my comfort zone. Yeah, because we create these self-fulfilling prophecies with our thinking, don't we? Because if we, we're focused on all the time, uh, you know, that our partner might cheat on the, us, for example, then we're, we're more likely to behave in a way that's going to make it likely for that to happen in, in terms of accusing them of it when they're totally innocent, for yeah. example, until they put the point where they think, well, might as well go and do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like what, that there's a, you know, one of those other cliche sayings, like what you resist persists, or it's like, you know, what you fear you create. Yes. Kind of the same thing. It's, you know, I, again, I see it, I've seen it in my own life over and over. I've seen it in, uh, the lives of my clients too. It's it's like the the thing that we don't want that we focus on tends to show up, you know, unless we get responsible for the thing that we actually want. If we're living life looking for all of the harm and how people are wrong and how I'm not good enough and 
uh, I don't deserve this. Like those, those situations we tend to find, we tend to look for and find, you know, if we're on the other side looking for, you know, how, what's available to me when I'm fully expressed and uh, connected to my value and my power and my wants and desires in a relationship, like um, those situations start to attract. Like when you're very clear on what you want, again, this might be the woo-woo stuff, I don't know, <laughs> but um, you know, certainly those situations start to show up. Definitely. So it's becoming very aware of your self-talk, isn't it? And and knowing that you're repeating, you know, if you're repeating patterns, it's usually down to, as I said, you know, um, probably these self-fulfilling prophecies emerging because you're focused on and almost expecting it to happen. And then therefore you create it. Yeah. Yeah. And identifying those patterns is, is almost critical in, in change or transformation. Like, you know, if I find myself again, in the same situation with a different person or the same situation in a different career or the same conversation with myself over and over again, it's time to like look at the pattern there. Right. And one of the early things we do too is like explore those patterns and then do what they call like pattern interrupts where like, we're going to repeat the pattern. It's just what we do, mm. you know? And the opportunity is, is to notice when we're in our pattern and then to stop it or to try something different. And what that may look like is, oh, you know, I'm three months in, I'm dating a new person and I notice I'm starting to pull away. You know, so like the thing, you know, what would be the thing to do there? You know, normally like, oh, your pattern would be to pull away, disappear, stop responding, ghost, you know, whatever it is, and then a relationship ends. And like the other practice there might be you know, oh, how can you actually share that with the person you're dating? Hey, we're, typically what happens three months in, you know, this is super vulnerable for me to share, but I start to pull away and I, I'm committed to having that go differently here because you know, I really care about you, like whatever it is. Um, you know, that that's the opportunity to practice something different in service of the experience that you really want. And that goes, you know, that goes in any relationship, including the one with yourself. Definitely, 100% absolutely agree with that. And I, I think it is critical to, you know, um, become more and more aware of your own thinking and how, you know, sometimes you can quite often absorb yourself of responsibility by blaming or justifying a situation or other people when it might be more empowering to think, you know, you know what, how am I contributing to this? and see right. what answers come up. <laughs> right. Oh, Rob, that's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I've really enjoyed having this conversation around building a relationship with yourself. I think we've shared some great um, tidbits, tips, and bits of wisdom that the audience are already going to take away and appreciate within this episode. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for thanks for having me. I love talking about this and keep an open heart, keep an open mind and keep, keep learning about yourself and watch what just shows up. Absolutely. And um, just before you go, I would love it if you would uh, share any um, website or contact, what's your best contact information for the listeners 
to get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook at Common Coaching, C-O-N-L-I-N, or at my website, which is commoncoaching.com. And yeah, I'm on all the socials. All I got to do is search Conlin and you know, I'll pop up. Excellent. So that's Bob Conlin, which is spelled C-O-N-L-I-N. And I'll make sure that Bob's contact information is included in the show notes, as well as more information about Bob and, and who he is and what he does. So if you're interested in knowing more about Bob, just go to the show notes and we'll make sure all the contact and information is included there. So on that note, I'll end as always with true love starts with opening our hearts and wish you all a great rest of the day. And for now, goodbye. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.